Hey everybody, welcome back. We are going through the book of Acts and we are finishing up the last part of chapter 15 and cruising through uh, the first 10 verses of chapter 16. And at the end of chapter 15, it's after the Jerusalem council, Paul and Barnabas are in Antioch. And then in verse 36, it says, after some time had passed, Paul said to Barnabas, let's go back and visit the brothers and sisters in every town where we've preached the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. Paul wants to go back and visit all the churches that um, they they helped start and all the believers that they're friends with. Just go back through all the towns that he, they visited on the first missionary journey and just see how they're doing. And then in verse 37, it says, Barnabas wanted to take along John, who was called Mark, but Paul insisted that they should not take along this man who had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not gone on with them to do the work. They kind of have this disagreement. Barnabas wants to take his cousin John Mark, who earlier had left them and went back to Jerusalem, and Paul's like, no, no, we, we can't do that. And I wonder if Paul is thinking about what had happened on the first missionary journey. And he wants someone that's going to stay the course even when it gets hard. Because like we talked about in chapter 13 and chapter 14, Paul and Barnabas didn't have the easiest journey. They got kicked out of cities. They were stoned and almost stoned. They were insulted. They were persecuted. And it seems like Paul knew that this journey was probably going to be just as hard as the first one. And he wanted to make sure that they would take someone that would make it, that would stay the course and do the work. If you're conflict averse, this is a scary passage because it says they're, uh, they disagreed so strongly, uh, their disagreement was so sharp that they separated. Barnabas takes John Mark with him, and Paul takes Silas. I, I think a lot of times uh, when we see conflict or we're in conflict, we think, oh, somebody's right, somebody's wrong, and uh, we spend so much of our energy, our emotional energy, trying to decide who's, who's right here, who's wrong here. You know, the scriptures never say who's right or wrong here. It doesn't seem to be worried about that at all. It just said there was a disagreement. It was a sharp disagreement, and so they separated. We're never told that this was bad. We're never told this was wrong. This never told this was a sin. But it's interesting, in terms of the gospel, now the gospel is going to go in two different places, where before it might have only gone as one. And so even with conflict, we can see that God is going to be able to use this conflict to share more gospel to more people in more different places. I would encourage this, instead of trying to figure out and uh, using your, wasting your emotional uh, energy to figure out who's right or wrong, say, God, what do you want me to do in this situation? How can I make the best of this situation? And that's what these guys did. Barnabas, uh, he's kind of known as being an encouraging guy, wanted to take uh, his cousin. Paul, just like, I, just, I need somebody that's going to be there, and I don't know that it's this guy. It's okay for this conflict to happen. And then at the beginning of chapter 16, it says, Paul went to Derby and Lystra, where there was a disciple named Timothy, the son of a believing Jewish woman, but his father was a Greek. And the brothers and sisters at Lystra and Iconium spoke highly of him. And in verse 3, it says, Paul wanted Timothy to go with him. He's looking for people that are high character, high quality, and he's starting to ask them to join him on this mission that he knows is not going to be easy. And that these are qualities that are going to be important. 
And then at the end of verse 3 says, So he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, since they all knew that his father was a Greek. Kind of a weird verse, especially in light of the Jerusalem council that we just talked about in chapter 15, where they had just decided that you don't have to get circumcised in order to be saved. So what's the deal with this verse? Why did Paul have Timothy do this? And why did Timothy choose to do this? And when we look back on the pattern that Paul has set up to this point, the first thing that they did in all the towns was go to the Jewish synagogue and start their ministry there. And so in light of this, he's trying to think through all of the objections that might come up when he goes into the Jewish synagogue. Paul and Silas and Timothy, they're thinking about what are going to be the things that hang people up when it comes to hearing the gospel, and how can we help take those roadblocks out of the equation. And so they continued the journey, traveled through the towns, delivered the decision that was made by the council. And it says in verse five that this churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in numbers. That the gospel was going forth and God was using Paul and Silas and Timothy to advance his kingdom. A couple of lifetimes ago, when COVID first hit, uh, the world was shutting down. My daughter moved back to Washington um, from Virginia. Uh, her job had shut down, and they uh, had let her go during that time, and so she came back to live with us. She was home a couple days and then quickly got a job at Walmart. And on her second week, I thought to myself, you know, it'd be really cool. I should work with her. I mean, how many times do you get a chance to work with your children? Um, and being that she was an adult, I thought it would be great. And so my plan was I'm going to work at the same Walmart as she is. I'm going to work the same shift. I'm going to take the same breaks. We're going to do everything together. And then when it comes time for uh, her to move back, I'll move too. And then she was gone. She stayed for a couple weeks. Maybe it was a couple months. I don't. I can't recall right now. But she was gone, and I was going to move on myself. Well, like I said, that was a couple lifetimes ago. And as some of you probably know, or most of you know, I'm still at Walmart. Why? I love those people. I like the people I work with. I'm ministering to them. This last week, I got to share a verse in a Bible app with someone. I, I get to interact in lives. God has called me to these people. Paul's about to understand what a Macedonian, the Macedonian call is to him, and he had some ideas of where he wanted to go. Uh, he, he would try to go one way, and it says the Lord stopped him. He tried to go another way. The Holy Spirit prevents him from going, and then he has a dream of someone calling him. And in verse 10, it says, After he'd seen the vision, we immediately made efforts to set out for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Right? Like they, they recognized that God was moving. God was, was shutting down their way in one direction and calling them to another. And they didn't hesitate. It says that we immediately made efforts to set out for Macedonia. And I think when we read stories like this, we just think, yeah, if God was shutting something down in my life and telling me to go a different direction, of course I would listen. But I think in actuality, it's so much harder when we have a plan or a, a mission or a direction that we want to go, and then it doesn't happen the way that we want it to. And sometimes if you're like me, sometimes I push back, or I still try to go down that road, or I just think, God, why is this so hard? Of course this is the direction that you want me to go. And sometimes we get to the spot where we realize, maybe God is telling me to do something else. What if God is gently, or maybe not so gently, 
nudging us in a different direction? What if he's calling us to do something that we never expected that we'd be doing or heading in a different direction than we ever thought we would go? Are we okay with that? As we look back over these verses at the end of chapter 15 and the beginning of chapter 16, a couple things stand out. One, do we have people in our lives that are high character? Do we recognize that and are we investing in them? The second thing is, do we care so much about the people that God's calling us to that we're thinking about the objections or the obstacles or the roadblocks that they might have in their lives between them and the gospel? And are we thinking about how can we help remove them? How can we help answer their questions? And sometimes that means we need to sacrifice maybe our comfort in order so that they can have a clear picture of who Jesus is. And the third thing is, what's our first reaction when God changes our plan? When we have our hearts set on a direction and that direction shifts or changes, how do we respond? So as you think about those things this week, we're praying for you guys. We hope that you guys are having a great week and we look forward to getting together on Sunday and talking a little bit more about all these verses. 